everyone. This is Virginia Trinidad, wife and mother, bringing you a quick 15-minute podcast about health, wellness, and fitness. How is everybody today? I am um, took a few weeks off of recording a podcast, and then hopefully you have been enjoying these new ones. Looking forward to the next four or five weeks of recording. So can't wait to be on here with you guys and just trying to come up with amazing topics that keep you engaged. Um, also getting to know me. I think it's really nice to have a podcast and people listening to my voice and knowing that I'm in a room by myself and just kind of like really getting to know exactly who I am just by the things that I say. And hopefully I can make more friends than enemies. You know, I know that obviously we all have different views and ideas on things, but, um, keeping everyone engaged and just, um, more close to me by listening to my voice is, is always nice. So today I was going to talk about a topic and I'm excited about it, but I also was trying to come up with a better term to use. My husband is so good at like when I come up with a term and it doesn't sound like super positive. He's like, well, why don't you just call it this? But I didn't ask him. So I maybe will come up with a better term as I actually speak this into existence. But one of the things that I wanted to address was, of course, I am a coach and I always describe myself as a food coach, not necessarily a nutrition coach, because then I feel like sometimes people think that I'm a nutritionist and I am not a nutritionist. I have never gotten any of the qualifications a nutritionist has. Um, I think that nutritionists do an amazing job, especially when there are people that man need to go like really deep into their blood work. And there's a lot of crazy things going on, but just as far as teaching people how to put meals together and how to eat healthy and how to eat balanced meals and losing weight, that is me. So I've been able to, um, coach many people and continue to coach many people along their journey. But sometimes this coaching turns into babysitting. And that was the term that I was trying to come up with a better term. And I just hope it doesn't come up. It it doesn't sound super positive, but you get what I mean. Like my intentions are still good. (laughs) My intentions are not bad. My intentions are just to let people out there know when they want to consider a coach, what the expectations are from that coach. And honestly, it took me many years of having coaches myself to actually be able to determine this. I remember years ago, I hired a nutrition coach. I think it was after I had my second daughter, Valentina. And when I had her, I had this nutrition coach and I guess I thought that he was going to be like texting me every week. Like, Hey, how are you doing? How have you been? And I was like, I remember what I was paying him. I think I was paying him like, I don't know. I think it was like $300 a month or something like that. And I was like, where do I think that this guy is going to have this type of relationship with me every single week, just like randomly, like he must have a ton of clients and my expectations completely shifted when I started kind of writing to him and telling him, Oh, Hey, I'm struggling here or Hey, I'm going out this weekend. And what do you think about this? And then he would respond. I was like, Oh, okay. He's there. 
I just have to reach out to him. So that's where this podcast topic came out is because sometimes I love being a coach. And when you take on a client, you believe that you are going to coach all of your clients, but that is not true. And my expectations for everybody is to get them to be the best versions of themselves and to accomplish their goals, whether accomplishing their goals looks like 15 pounds or whether accomplishing their goals looks like, um, 70 pounds, whether they are a three month client or a one year client, they are all clients that I look forward to actually coaching. But some of those relationships turn into nagging relationships and relationships that, like I said, feel more like babysitting. So I think it's important for clients before they hire me or before they have any hire, any coach at all whatsoever to have a good basis on what the difference is between being a babysitting um, coach or a coach coach. So usually when we want to coach, it's because we want to, let's just make the analogy playing a sport. You show up to actually play the sport. And when you show up, it's because you want to play the sport. So you're like, Hey coach, I want in, you go through a tryout process. And once you go through that tryout process, you were chosen and now you can play the sport. So because you want to play the sport, it means that you actually show up for the sport. So you show up on time. You are supposed to be there, um, for a specific amount of tryouts. You're supposed to be there for a specific amount of, um, trainings. You're supposed to be there for a specific amount of, you know, games. You want to be there and the coach is there to help make you better. When you are babysitting or being babysat, you may not necessarily want to be there. You need a lot of guidance. You need someone to tell you, come over here, let's do this next. Come over here, let's do over this next. And then that child might be like, oh, I don't want to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to eat dinner right now. No, I don't want to take a bath right now. No, I don't want. And that is babysitting. So, That is the two things that I want to talk about today because it's important for not only the coach or to know what the expectations are, but also for the client to know. And if you are considering coaching, whether it be with myself, with Thrive Transformational Coaching or any other coaching out there, I think it's really important for the client to decipher whether this is something that you really want to be coached on or do you just want a babysitter? And so let's try and make some of these different differences so that way there is um, more clarity. So when someone comes for nutrition coaching, it's because they want to be educated. They want to learn. They want to learn how to eat. But obviously from one day to the next, you're not completely and totally educated on everything of food because food is, we're always learning. We're always changing. There's always new um, ways of looking at things, new apps that people can use depending on what kind of struggles they have. But the main thing is that you want to learn how to eat better and how to make better choices. So in order to learn how to do this, you actually need a plan. So most coaches either give nutrition plans, which, which, which is what I do. I give a plan with various options, like what 
proteins, carbs, fats, fruits, vegetables you should be eating. But I personally don't work off of just lists because I think that it's hard for many clients who are not super dialed in to work on a list. Like a list could get way too overwhelming for some people. So I prefer to make suggestions on how meals should be put together. So that way someone can visualize what different types of breakfast could look like, different types of snacks, different types of lunches, different types of dinners. So now other coaches may not do it that way. When you go to a lot of these online coaching businesses, a lot of coaching is macro-based. So the way they coach is that they give you numbers. This is numbers that you have to target every day. And the way that you would target those is by tracking. And usually there's different types of apps out there where you track the amount of carbs, proteins, and fats that you eat in a day. So again, there's different ways of doing this. They are both beneficial, but again, these are all just coaching techniques and this is how we educate our clients. So also coaching should feel like hooray, you're doing awesome. You're doing a great job. Come on, keep going. Like it should be motivational. Like a coach should be hyped. And also a coach should be like, oh, okay, wait, that was good. Let's change it up for this. So let me see what you ate. Okay. I saw what you ate. Okay. That was really good. But let's, instead of doing the bagel, let's try and do like an oatmeal or let's do some gluten-free bread. So the person that is being coached is giving the information. And then in turn, the coach is actually educating and saying we could do this better. Okay. Now when you're babysitting someone, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like the person isn't showing up. The person isn't giving the information that the coach needs. The person isn't logging their food. The person isn't sending pictures. The person is not coachable because the client is actually not giving the coach any information. So instead of this educating and that you're educating your client, it feels like you're nagging your client because you're like, Hey, where's your stuff? I need to see your pictures. I need to see what you're eating. I need to like my husband, like I nag him like, Hey, can you please pick up your stuff? Hey, can you, we know what nagging is. Okay. We all know we have kids. We nag, we have spouses, we nag. So it feels like you're nagging your clients. That is not what this relationship should feel like. And also I really believe that the client feels nagged. Like the client feels like there's Virginia again. She's sending me a video. She wants to know where I am. There's Virginia again asking me for my pictures. Oh my gosh. I can't believe she asked me for my pictures. This is so annoying. Who has time to take pictures of their food? Well, guess what? Probably 85, maybe more 90 to 95% of the time that you are actually eating, your phone is next to you. So no, no, no. If you want this to happen and you are super flipping proud of your food and you're like, I'm going to crush this, you are taking pictures of your food because you want your coach to give you the high five and the hooray. You want the coach to be like, nice job. And if you're doing something that's kind of off, you want your coach to educate you and tell you, oh, okay, no, don't do this. Let's do this better. 
So that is a big difference. <laughs> also, when you're, again, like I mentioned, you show up in coaching. So when, when, when you're being coached, if you have a tryout, you show up. If you have a practice, you show up. So I send out weekly questionnaires where my clients have to fill in, you know, weekly. How did you do? How did you feel? How was your stress levels this week? What does your week look like? What are you going to meal prep this week? Just random questions that helps me know that this person is ready on Sunday to crush the upcoming week. Yep. So if you don't fill those out, then your coach has no idea where you're, where you are. So then your coach sends you a message. Hey, where's your questionnaire? I need to guide you better. I need to know what you're doing. I need to know how you're feeling. And that is nagging. Um, also if you're being coached, you should see progress. Like there is progress. You can remember when, you know, you could only run a specific distance in a specific amount of time when you are seeing progress, you know, that you're being coached. When you see the scale going down, you know, that your coach cares and you know, that your coach is doing a good job. You know, that you are putting in the work. When you are being babysat, you're just kind of sitting there watching cartoons and nothing is happening. Nothing is moving. Your life is pretty much the same way um, than before you actually spoke to your coach. You kind of seem like lost in the world of like, oh, am I really going to do this one more month? Well, I committed to one more month. I have to do it for one more month. Okay, let me just start on Monday. Okay, you know what? It's only this much money, whatever. I would have spent it on something else. Oh, I can't start. I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. Why did I do this? I shouldn't have committed to this. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I did this again. That is what being babysat feels like. So let me tell you what comes with that. What comes with that is shame and guilt. And then that's when people isolate. And they hide because they didn't show up because they can't follow through. And that is not good. When you feel like that, when you feel the shame and you feel the guilt and you feel that with your coach, cause you're kind of like embarrassed and you kind of feel like you're right. I just haven't put in the work. The best thing to do is to turn around and be like, Hey coach, I want to back in. Maybe I can't commit to this and this and this, but can you take it slower? Can you take it faster? I need a week off. I, but be honest with your coach and tell your coach what's going on. Tell your coach what you need. Tell your coach what you don't need. Communicate with your coach because when a coach feels that they're communicating with their teammate, <laughs> they feel like it's worth it. But when you are communicating with somebody who is not communicating back, it feels tedious and it doesn't feel as rewarding. So me being a coach, my biggest suggestion would be is to always communicate with your coach. Even when you don't want to communicate with your coach, say, I don't want to communicate right now, but I am. So what could I do? Because this week, I don't feel like cooking. I can't cook. My kids are in the hospital. No, God forbid that happened. That was a bad analogy. <laughs> but, you know, something's going on. 
and I can't, I can't cook. So what do I do? And there are options. So it doesn't mean that just because you can't prepare your food, you can't make good options. You can't try to get good food elsewhere. You can't make better choices. And that way you still feel like you're putting in some sort of effort as opposed to just being lost in this world of trying to be coached, but instead being babysat. I hope this brings some clarity to you guys. I hope this brings some clarity on just like what the differences are and just to make it okay. Like you're human. This is not supposed to be easy. If it was easy, you wouldn't need a coach. You would do it by yourself. So sometimes just because you're not meeting your own expectations doesn't mean that you can't go back, take it a little slower and still make the intent where there's no shame or guilt attached to it. So for all of you guys listening today, as I close, I want to remind you that you are beautiful, you are worthy, and you are loved.